Jake's interior is very red. Uh, yes, very red. In the Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. It's always the emphasis. Gran Turismo. That is an Italian word, and this is an Italian introduction. Maserati has the distinction of introducing the concept of Gran Turismo to the world. Okay. It's been long running. Sports cars used to be either sporty or classic and luxurious. Okay. Maserati recognized the need for something to be very sporty and luxurious all at the same time. Something to crush the continent. I love how every journalist always refers to GT cars as the continent basher. Continent crushers, yes. But that it truly does belong to Maserati. They introduced this whole GT thing. And I, you know what? I do like GT cars. Gran Turismo. It's the 2024 Gran Turismo. 75 years they've been making a car yeah. called this. And it's back. It has been gone for a few years. 2024 is the reintroduction of the Gran Turismo. And it all springs off of that MC20. Because mm-hmm. the engine of the MC20 is now being used elsewhere in the product portfolio. And it's here as well. This has power, baby. Yeah, it does. This has 542 horsepower, almost 480 pound-feet of yes. torque. Uh-huh. So it's another step up above the Grecale Trofeo, yep. which also uses the Nettuno engine. <laughs> you just like saying all the words. <laughs> if, you, if you're sick of the words, this just has bigger turbos. But there is a Modena version of this, which makes a little bit less power, yes. smaller turbos. doesn't make quite as much power, and the numbers are fairly comparable. But why would you get the Trofeo? Well, it's, it's more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because it's a 200 mile an hour car. Do you realize this car is a genuine 200 mile an hour automobile? It costs $225,000. Okay, I'm going to need a minute. All right, yeah. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But you know what? When you're driving it, it doesn't feel precious. It doesn't okay. feel like I've got to protect my $225,000 car because what if something happens? Well, you were given this one, which is one of the reasons you don't well, feel that okay. way. <laughs> but still, I feel like yeah. Maserati has given you permission to drive this. Okay. It's not like Ferrari where it's going to sit. I feel like this is the driver's car. Interesting. It's right. bigger. It's bigger and wider than the prior Gran Turismo. The reason is, is because they have introduced the Fulgore, that is the battery electric version of this car. All, first all EVs. All EV Maserati is the electric version of it's this. The electric version of this. That's nearly 5,000 pounds, whereas yes. this one weighs, with the gas engine, it's just under 4,000 pounds. Yep. Okay, that actually feels about right. But it actually gets good when you consider that every Gran Turismo that you buy is all-wheel drive. Whether it's gas or electric, it's all-wheel drive. It starts to excuse that weight figure a little it bit, kinda doesn't it? It kind of does. Yeah, I see that. And the position of this engine could actually be said it's mid-engine. It's front mid-engine. If you look at the engine, it, pretty much all of it is behind I would say 90% of it is behind the front axle. And yeah. then what they've done is put that differential just ahead and underneath that engine, which means you can get this low nose yep. and have this low, long, yep. slinky aesthetic. And you know what? It doesn't feel like it's all-wheel drive. I'm not feeling a nose-heavy car. I agree. 48-52. That's almost right. a 50-50 weight distribution, which That's is pretty not fascinating. Terrible. I agree, yeah. Sounds good. Lots of power. And in Corsa mode, it kind of jumps around. It feels lighter than it actually is. I it agree. drives really lively. It really drives light. Kind of a driver's car here, despite it being pretty big. I know I have an affinity 
for Maserati. <laughs> You've noticed, have you? Uh-huh, this is true. I was expecting a larger, heavier car that didn't drive very well. Okay. I liked the steering on that QP5 that I had. I was kind of pushed over the edge by that car. <laughs> it was a long wheelbase, yes. longer than the Phaeton that you had. Yes. But yet it still handled well and still had good steering on it. It was a surprising car. So why should I be surprised to feel even better in this Gran Turismo? There's more steering feel here than I would expect. It's still a big, heavy car. It's not the lightest thing ever. But I was expecting something kind of dead, and it's not. There's a liveliness to this. There's some refinement, but it's definitely got personality that most other cars that you and I drive do not have. It's not so refined that it's just distancing yourself, distancing the driver from everything, mm. like mm. Lexus. Mercedes is guilty of that. Some BMWs, nah, it's not the ultimate driving machine anymore. And then you get to this. There's a kind of a raw quality to this, too. I'm surprised at how agile this thing is, and I want to talk about it, it more. It shouldn't over be there. this agile through corners, but right? I, you know what I actually expected because of the looks and because of the scale of it. I was expecting this. I'm going way back now to drive like the Fisker Karma. Oh, which was really long and low and wide, but not agile. And I also expected it to drive maybe a little bit more like a Dodge Challenger, long, low, wide. It feels lighter and smaller than both of those cars. Yeah, it does. And visually, it reminds me of that Fisker Karma a lot. And I mean that as a compliment, because that was a good-looking car, but it also drove really big. And yes, it does not it did. drive big. You know, you've got that hood that slopes away. You can barely see a, a, any of it, but it has a bit of a Corvette, like C7 Corvette kind of feel yeah, to it. Yeah, little fenders coming up. The yep. fenders here, long hood. It starts to feel smaller than it actually is. Mm. And that's hard for car manufacturers to do. The Dodges never did that. But here we are, the faster you drive, it starts to feel a little bit smaller. That steering is pretty insulated. It's still yep. an expensive luxury car. It's not a GR86. No. It's not supposed to be. That's what's impressive. When it starts to approach things that are the, the beautiful qualities about small sports cars, worth three Mustangs? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> $225,000 for this is a lot of money. Now, it is a powerful car. Oh. It is a luxury car. I get that. But that is a lot of money for what is a two plus two in the traditional sense, meaning it technically has two back seats, but you can't use them for people. <laughs> so unless you are a small person or a small family, there's no way those back seats are getting used for anything other than you can look at them and they're nice leather. They, that's they what are. I'm looking for. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you it's about Mustang-sized like head here. or legs. The back seats <laughs> aren't going to work. That's true. Around here. Longer, bigger, wider. You can see it. Mm -hmm. And I was initially not convinced by the jounce. It looks too much. But keep in mind, this has air suspension and adaptive suspension. So the car needs room to move around. It needs okay. room yep. To, yep. to hunker down in different modes and depending on the kind of driving that you're doing. In person, the proportions really do work. The proportions seem off in photos. From okay. Me. okay. But here in person, it's your spatial distance from the vehicle where it actually seems to work. And you look at that rear, that's very much like their flagship, the MC20, the lights and the, yep, the entire very rear. Much so. It really harkens to that. Of course, you're using the same derivation of that engine, yep. which really connects you to the MC20 as the well. The nose as well. Yeah, they're doing that as well. The nose is very similar in all of them, yep. I like the new styling. It's definitely an iteration, not a full evolution of things. But you know what? It's still very classy and clean. 
and I like that sophisticated colors, neutrals can work well on this, but I think a brighter color could work on this too. It desperately needs to be a color. I, I'm like sorry. a $19,000 color from the Grikali? No, no, the, the preferably Trofeo not. The Trofeo version has yeah. a $19,000 paint option that you could paint. This. Yikes. I, could I just, paint this. just a color in this. I mean, I understand what this has done. They've done the, the understated kind of stealth material outside with the bright red material inside. That's get like $4,500. Well, that, that's, a, that's a bargain. Look at that. The reality is this car with this shape deserves a color. I agree. And that. then you could go it with like a, a nice color. tan interior or something like that. But I, I'm being picky. This is a very nice place to be. I don't know that it's a quarter million dollars nice to be, but it is a nice place dollars. to be. When you put it like that. Yeah, it's a quarter million dollars. I wonder what the the intentions are for Maserati as far as sales numbers. Because mm. when I when I sit in this and I see the price tag and I look at the present that it has, I feel like this was a product made to not sell a ton of made to wind up as an exclusive thing that not a ton of people bought. Like, let sure. everyone buy a 911, you come over sure. here and buy a Maserati. Let the people that have a quarter million dollars, let the normal ones buy Ferrari. You bought a Gran Turismo. I can understand that kind I, of thinking. I kind of wonder if they've embraced that alt reality yeah. with this car because at over $200,000, almost a quarter million dollars, you can buy a lot of very good things. I'm not discounting this and saying it isn't good, but I'm saying that is a lot of money where there's a ton of competition. And so what would bring you to Maserati? Is it looks? Is it style? Is it the ethos of the company? I do like that the engine is used throughout the product portfolio yes. here. Yes. Maserati has never really taken itself too seriously. When they named their four-door the four-door, yes. I'm a little surprised they didn't call this the Duo Porte. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't call it the coupe, so you know it, no. it, 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 it's so Gran Turismo, but it does harken back to long distances. You can be comfortable here, but then it is sporty. It does have sporty character mm. to it. It's not a sports car. That's not where you buy true, it. True, yeah. But to combine all of those things, but yet be good at everything, that's why you pay two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for this. Oh, wow. It would be great at a long-distance trip. It would be. Sporty, high-performance driving. You can also do that with this car. As hard as you would like to drive it, it will rise to the challenge, which is impressive. I suppose that justifies it. And then you get into the interior. You want the materials to be honest and feel good. This is very much like the Grecale, and I'm sure the Levante will use the same cluster, the same instrument panel, a yeah. lot of the same yeah, kinds yeah. of things. That's just good business decisions. You've got your main screen here. Then the HVAC screen is a dedicated screen all by itself. And if you're looking for the that shifts the car or puts it into gear, you you won't find it. There's no lever, there's no hockey puck, there's no nothing. There, it does not exist. It's a row of buttons, it's row of buttons. and it's to not break up the beautiful harmony and aesthetic that the designers have mm -hmm. conceived here. But then the clock is actually a fourth screen and you get clock options here. You can mm -hmm. choose clock and compass and you can choose what the pedals do. See if I rev the engine. Yep. You can. Oh, that's kind of cool. Ooh, it does it down it shows here, you the power. Ooh. It actually sounds really good. How much of your throttle are you using? I can tell because uh, my clock got doubled as other things. <laughs> yeah. Clock. It's got a G meter, too. Yep. It's visual interest. Okay. I was waiting on your word choice there. Gimmicky yes. is uh, a no, little too far. That. <laughs> right? You want it to feel exotic enough. Your start-stop button is on your steering wheel. I mean, that's kind of... That's not a key and a nope, ignition. True. It's not a push start button. It's something that engages you. It's everything is right here for the driver. The materials are good, They're expensive. They're quarter million dollars good. You can buy a hundred thousand dollar product from other people, and the materials and the interior feel as nice as this. That's yeah, the that's the problem. That is. The it problem. doesn't. I'm not saying this isn't a nice place because it's a very nice place to be. 
but I could spend a hundred grand elsewhere on competitors' products, and it would feel every bit as nice to me. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But you are in Altland. You are the guy that drives <laughs> the Gran Turismo. Echo Forkland. You're in Bi Turbo Land. You are yes. You're in a different world. You're a different <laughs> buyer, and you are making a different statement. All right, you need to drive this. Looking I want to hear to. about your paddle, like or dislike. Okay. Steering input and I have a lot to say over the, there. The weight of this, because mm-hmm. that's the thing that I keep coming back to, is the weight of the car, the number, mm-hmm. versus what it actually feels like to drive, and they they do not match. All right, let's do it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For a door as long as this, does it not still have the Maserati thunk? I judge a car by its doors. I know you do. Does it not have the good thunk? And this is the long door. It's got that nice (sighs) thunk. Okay. It's good. All right. Push button transmission. I'm going to just go ahead and say I don't like it. Did you notice, though, that it it. keeps it, even after I put it in park, the engine was not turned off. And it went back to manual mode. You liked manual. I'd be curious if you turn it off. Hang on. All right. Hang on. Turn it off. Let's see what it thinks. Puts it in park. Mm hmm. I wonder if Why it does it have a trumpet things. sound when you start it? It's heralding your... Her- yeah, Maserati? <laughs> driving... Here we are. Okay, so now it... So it resets only when fine. you turn it that's off. That's fine. Interesting to test. Real-time <laughs> testing is going on here at Everyday Driver. That's right. But, okay, so that's manual. I'm in GT mode. I'm going to start in GT mode. I, again, I don't like push-button starts, but okay. You like uh, paddles on the column. I prefer them on the steering wheel. Uh, personal preference. You can it's argue either way. It's not that I prefer way. them. It's just I don't mind them. I do understand I see that. The, the alt kind of thinking. Yeah, I can see And it. I, I kind of dig it, but I, I do like steering you know, paddles so, everywhere. I'm gonna just gonna stay in GT mode for a second, and then I am gonna crank it up. But I, I want I want all of you watching to ponder the following cars: the Camaro, outgoing. Yeah. The BMW M2, the current one. Yeah. The latest version of the Ford Mustang. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing all of those up because all of them weigh just around four thousand pounds, and so does this. Yeah. Yep. This looks like it would weigh more than all of those. And it also looks like, I think, it would drive heavier than all of those. And the reality is, I'm going to start cranking it up here. I am astonished by how light this drives. I am it's, astonished it's by how pretty good. small this drives. It, yes. From the moment we got into it, when we first got given this car, I was completely thrown by how different it feels than what I expected. And I'm going to go too far to make a point. Okay. Okay. This feels like a enlarged version of the GR86. I was going to say that, but I wondered if that was too far. It is too far. It's 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 it is too far. It's not quite it's, that it's good. It's not GR86. But it's in it, it's in the trajectory. Like you came off the GR86 and you headed more toward GT car and you got bigger. You'd wind up here at some point. I'm I'm feeling chassis over here and I'm trying to separate the wheel thump and the noise that the wheels are making against this broken pavement against the chassis movements and the liveliness of that and there is a separation I'm feeling chassis dynamics over here that 
are surprising and they're, they feel small. This feels smaller than I, it has any business feeling. Yeah. And the steering, the steering is super light. Yes. And typically I don't like that. But somehow in this car, there's, there's really no feel, but somehow in this car, that light steering and the near 50-50 weight distribution, that has made this entire car feel really light on its feet. This feels lighter than most everything else I mentioned earlier. It feels like a lighter car than most of those, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is crazy because it's a 4,000 pound car. It doesn't feel like a 4,000 pound car. And the front end, I'm sure assisted by the fact that engine is so far back, but the front end, especially for something that's all wheel drive, why on earth does this front end feel this light? I'm, I'm shocked. I would love to have more actual information from the wheels, but I know in most cases that's gone. That ship has sailed in most parts. Although I will say, I feel like this is more interesting than current BMWs. I would agree with that. I think there's, it's just more interesting going on over yes. here than most BMWs, including the M2. That is, that's a bold statement, but I don't disagree with you. I think this is, this is interesting. Interesting is the right word. There's a playfulness here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's just like, What's going on here? I want to play with this. What? I mean, let's let's try that corner a little bit differently. Yeah. That is fascinating for a car that isn't giving me a ton of information through the wheel and is as big and let's be honest, not designed for back roads as this is intended to be. It can right. do it, but that's not its primary purpose. Right. And I am genuinely shocked by how fun this is to drive and how light it feels behind the wheel. You're driving this as if it were a GR86. Yes. I mean, yes. You're, you're driving it without worry of preciousness. No. It's a $225,000 car. I'm, and I'm chucking it around through the corners and I'm just going, well, yeah, this is where I'm it going. It should be. I'm driving it like a momentum car. Yes. Which is ridiculous. Yes. For a car with this much power that is as big as this is, I'm driving it with very little braking, mostly throttle application, and just enjoying it. I'm cranked up into Corsa mode and it's, it's fine. It's perfectly happy to do it. That is not the demeanor I expected from this car. I expected to be back here in something that felt much more like a GT car than a back road car. And this right. has a decent back road demeanor to my utter astonishment. Now, let me You're put it another way. kind of moving through here. This is <laughs> impressive. Let me put it another way. This is about <laughs> twice as expensive as a Lexus LC500. Yeah. That's hard yeah. to swallow. Yeah, okay, but this that's feels better than an LC500 This to me. feels better on the back road, though, than an LC500. Absolutely, it does. Now, I don't know that it feels a lot more special if you were just sitting in traffic and driving it every day. And I'm sure the maintenance bill on that Lexus would make the Lexus feel pretty special. But <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, has, so. this has a flair. This has a flavor to it that feels unique and is much more interesting than I... I, I thought this was going to be a typical GT car, and I got a car that is more fun to drive, feels lighter and more playful than I was anticipating. Great. It doesn't make it a tiny car. This still feels bigger than a 911, even though the 911's gotten big. This still feels, you know, like a full-size GT. Yeah, yeah. But why is it this agile? Why is it this light in the front end? And why am I just back here going... Well, that was a fun little run. Let's let's go again. It feels, you know what? You brought up the C7 Corvette earlier. It feels like that. If it you didn't know like there was a back seat Corvette, behind you, you'd have no idea. You'd nope. think it was a Corvette, right? No, nope. it, it feels like a, like a C7, it feels right like here. Like a C7 Corvette. It absolutely has that feel. And then you consider it's all-wheel drive. Yeah. What, why isn't that ruining that feel? It's not. It's 30, 70, and it isn't ruining the feel. 
I'm, right. I'm genuinely surprised by this. This is the car, I think, that does for me with Maserati what the Quattroporte did for you, where I just go, wait, okay. what is this now? Because like, yeah, I, yeah. okay. I was always okay. impressed by your Quattroporte, but it wasn't really a car for me. I'm driving this and going, there's something here. A lot of times with the Gran Turismo, I've been like, that's the car you chose? When I see somebody driving one, I'm like, really? You chose a Gran Turismo? Now I think the person that buys one, first off, that's an awful lot of money and there's a lot of other things you could have bought. However, if you do choose the Gran Turismo, I'm going to go, you know what? There's some real selection going on there. That person okay. really wanted something different and got something very cool. Does that justify $225,000? Probably not. Probably not. But but it's but it's cool. It's I, I really do like it. And I understand. Look, here's the other thing, though. They're a part of that pricing, like I said before, is to weed out people that might just buy it just because. That's to I get the person so. who wants to be definitive and say, yes. I chose the Maserati, and they're willing to pay the upcharge to be different. There is a market. It's not big, but there's a market for that. And they also just like to say the word Maserati. There is. There is I well, have a Maserati. Yes. I think you like that more than any owner, honestly. I just I think you're want to take people for a ride in my Maserati. I, I am aware of this, yes. If Porsches are for everyone and they're not, this is for the discerning enthusiast. Yeah. And to have something that does it all really well, it's a big car. Yes. You can put people back there, not for long, uh, not but really. only kids, if you're small. Kids and small people. You have to be smaller than we are. Yeah, much. Yeah. It's a sports car on a canyon road. It's a canyon driving car. Much more so than it should be. It's a long much, distance much cruiser so car. Be. I'm yes. working my way towards 225. <laughs> Working my way towards that price. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. But oh gosh, this that's is a impressive. Lot. That's a lot of money for this car, but I understand that's the market we're talking about. I don't agree, but I see the logic, and I am genuinely shocked at how much better to drive it is than I expected, yeah. and how much lighter it feels than it has any business feeling. Honestly. Let's not call it a comeback, even though Maserati definitely needs a comeback. Is everybody else hearing I've been here for years, or is it just me? Okay, yes, sorry. Yeah. thank you. <laughs> it's the new direction. Let's make everything like this from now on, Maserati. Okay, all right. Let's make this what Maserati should be in people's minds. People are mm. discovering Maserati. Mm. It's not a comeback. <laughs> Return of the pickle fork. Yes, <laughs> yes. Brought to you by the Gran Turismo. It's <laughs> a lot of money, though. Cool. It's a lot of money. Yikes. Discerning, discerning enthusiasts. With a lot of money. With a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sharp corner. Yes. This You're hustling this hangs thing. hangs on and drives much smaller and better than it should. It Honestly. really does. The more does. I drive it, the more I just go, how is this able to drive like yes. this? Yes. I'm going to I'm gonna just stay a C7 Corvette. That's what this feels like behind the wheel. And... And yet, it's a far nicer, grander place to be. That's a, that's an accomplishment. That's a genuine accomplishment here for Maserati. You need to discover GTs. The Gran Turismo. Discover this car. What? Yeah, that's cool. Discover it as someone else's paycheck. <laughs> Don't pay for it yourself. That's terrifying. 